Journey with Digital CXO, and I'm excited to be here today with the Global Vice President of Product Management for Avaya, Tim Sherwood. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me, Amanda. So can you explain a little bit about Avaya and the services that you provide? Sure. Uh, Avaya is really focused on powering experiences for our enterprise customers. And typically or traditionally, we focused on employee experiences largely through communication software and solutions to improve collaboration, improve communications, productivity uh, for interactions between um, employees of the enterprise base. And, and then also um, powering uh, meaningful customer experiences traditionally uh, in providing contact center software to better uh, provide uh, inbound matching of agents to customer inquiries, but then over the last 10 to 15 years, really evolving to multiple ways in which enterprise customers as brands want to interact with their customers, whether that's outreach to a customer, whether it's expanding to different types of modes of communication and collaboration. Now that's sort of exploding across multiple channels. So it's really around uh, developing software solutions that are really tied to improving and enhancing the experiences that our enterprise customers are looking to have for their employees and for their end customers. Great. And so to that note, we are here today to talk about the role of integrating technology into internal management. So I wanted to first ask how can companies strike a balance between embracing technologies? and innovation and maintaining stability in their internal management systems, especially when faced with remote and hybrid work arrangements? Yeah, great question. So it's a um, is a question a lot of our customers are are, are, are struggling with. Um, they have some core mission critical capabilities that they've deployed and, and relied on for quite some time that they really don't want to disrupt. But they also see a lot of fast changing um, customer requirements and demands as well as technology advancements that require additional deployment. So really at Avaya, our focus around our product strategy is uh, sort of summed up by our tagline, innovation without disruption. Um, now, the reality is most innovation requires some type of disruption, but it's really disrupting key areas uh, or business processes that the enterprise wants to focus on to gain enhanced value, enhanced interaction. So um, if if an enterprise is only looking at voice as a, a method of communication, adding in additional channels, whether that's chat apps, email, chatbots, that is going to be some disruption to their business process, but with a view that ultimately they're getting much better uh, ways and means in which uh, it, that they in, uh, interact with their with their customers. So what we're focused on with uh, with our customer and our roadmap again is uh, looking at ways in which we can innovate and and develop and take advantage of new cloud technologies, but deliver that over the top of existing infrastructure, existing software that our customers have relied on, you know, sometimes for the last 10, 20 years that they're just not ready to move away from and they continue to, to leverage for their 
uh, core communications capabilities. So to that note, and you talk a little bit about disruption. Mm -hmm. um, so what role does effective change management play in successfully integrating new technology into internal, into internal management systems? And then how can companies navigate the potential resistance from employees and staff? Yeah. So uh, change management is really critical uh, to build into your evolution across both your um, remote work, collaboration, employee productivity tools, as well as with your customer engagement, customer experience. I, I think a lot of it starts with understanding what are the objectives, key outcomes you're looking for? Uh, how do you achieve those on top of what you're already doing that that you don't want to put at risk and then working through that. So in addition to um, the software development that, that we oversee from a product roadmap, we also have a, a partner organization that is very focused on uh, customer migration, change management, uh, personalization, custom configurations that really allow uh, our customers to take standard product standard capabilities but turn it into more of a specific journey and a special a specific delivery roadmap uh, all along the way having clear change management capabilities and governance in place to really continue to make sure that are we achieving the business objectives you know are things changing that we need to revise scope in and then ultimately are we providing the right level of satisfaction or delight to whatever the target audience again could be the end customer could be the employees so in what ways can cloud platforms contribute to efficient internal management and facilitate seamless hybrid and remote work environments for companies? Yeah. So uh, a lot of our innovation investment is really tied to the cloud. That's really where we see from a keeping pace of uh, new technology advancements, whether that's uh, new modes of communication, whether that's infusing AI-based technology and capabilities uh, across a multiple of use cases, whether it's uh, expanding globally, you mentioned before, supporting remote uh, workforce and a more distributed customer base. The cloud really has a lot of key capabilities uh, built in that allow uh, for more agility and greater speed um, for for an enterprise customer. You, you know, historically, when our customers have deployed premise-based solutions in their own data centers, in their own environments, you know, they typically were tied to an annual cycle of upgrades and updates. The pace of change that is happening, you really look at the last, you know, three to four months in terms of generative AI as a good example, right? You just can't wait a year before you get some of the capabilities, especially if you're not fully sure around those objectives and outcomes that you have, but you want to test, you want to innovate, you want to create more of areas of innovation from a grassroots perspective. The cloud really allows for a lot more of that flexibility. Um, and, and again, what we're kind of looking at from a cloud perspective is 
how do we provide connectivity and capabilities from the cloud that also works and integrates with existing software that is proven, that's deployed, that's reliable for the customers so they sort of get best of the both worlds. They don't need to disrupt what they've already deployed and rely on heavily, but they still get access to innovation and new capabilities via the cloud. Wonderful. So you talked about AI. That seems to be the biggest headline right now is artificial intelligence. So can you give um, some use case examples of integrating AI and what are some other key technologies that businesses you think should be looking at? Sure. So um, AI, uh, first and foremost, runs a a very wide gamut of, uh, of potential opportunities. Uh, historically, uh, in the customer experience side, uh, a lot of companies like Avaya have enabled technology to allow for greater customer self-service, greater care, you know, the rise of, uh, of chatbots and virtual agents to answer, you know, more transactional, more rote type of uh, inquiries that customers have. More and more, we're seeing a significant advancement where it goes away from a a, uh, a a machine doing simple if then sort of responses to a much more conversational uh, type of interaction. Um, it's a little bit easier for a broader sense of the population to deal with. In addition, we're seeing more and more now greater use cases to augment and, and assist the contact center agent. So that could be in terms of providing more data ahead of time as the as the customer inquiry comes in, uh, providing more um, real-time assistance in terms of specific knowledge, additional context information, and then also helping from a transcription summarization perspective post-call that sort of eliminates uh, some of the follow-up that they have. We're also looking at AI across other use cases like authentication, you know, going back to the, the remote worker, um, being able to provide biometric authentication of uh, distributed uh, work from home contact center agents, being able to do the same uh, for end customers when they call in is is quite important for certainly certain um, industries that are more protective of, of privacy, think healthcare, uh, banking, financial services, or, or even on the retail side where potentially the customer interaction could lead to uh, a payment or a purchase. So these are some areas we're looking at in terms of enabling AI for our enterprises to interact more with their end customers. Likewise, we're looking at how we can leverage AI more to gain more efficiency. So that could be in, you know, monitoring monitoring and observability of our cloud platforms. How do we better automate some of the documentation and the coding, testing, quality management side? So there's really a proliferation of AI opportunities uh, that we're pursuing both in terms of how we make our cloud product uh, better, increasing our velocity, increasing the performance, as well as then enabling uh, use cases uh, across the experience space for customers and employees. Some other types of interesting um, uh, interesting new technologies uh, that seem to have taken a, a backseat, although they were more, uh, I, I'd say, popular 
uh, up until sort of some of the recent news that broke with a open AI and chat GPT would be around um, some of the the mixed reality, whether that's augmented or, or virtual to enable greater different types of interactions, maybe even scaling back, just adding more video type of uh, type of capabilities into the customer engagement. So, you know, use cases to uh, enable face-to-face -face discussions or even a see what I see if there's sort of a problem troubleshooting type of use cases. Um, while it's not necessarily core to the technology, it's something that more and more we need to work to figure out how we support is moving away from interactions that are on a uh, on a set, whether that's computer or phone basis, but really taking advantage and being able to support more mobile. Again, more and more, we're seeing a distributed customer that wants to be able to interact wherever they are, typically via via their, their smartphones. And then more and more, you're seeing agents and employees also doing the same uh, remotely or distributed wanting to be connect. So um, we're not necessarily... Uh, well, the way that we look at mobile from a technology standpoint is really ensuring that our um, communications experience software solutions work the best on a variety of different devices with a view that mobile apps, mobile capabilities, mobile interactions are going to be continue to be uh, more and more the preferred method by which customers interact with brands, as well as employees uh, communicating, collaborating with one another. Very informative. Thank you for sharing those examples. So last question, when you're looking at the big picture for businesses that are trying to digitally transform in one way or another, how do they go about um, making a roadmap for their digital transformation? Where do they start? Yeah. So it's it, great question. Uh, typically, our advice uh, when we work with our clients is, is starting with what we call uh, a, a discovery session where we really look to understand what are the near, mid, and long-term objectives that our customers are, are looking to do, whether that's, again, across their employee communications and collaboration, or more and more in terms of how they engage and interact with their customers. Um, we then you know, also start with an understanding of what do they have today? What are some parts that um, they're willing to disrupt because they see a more immediate return on investment? That type of total cost of ownership uh, assessment is really important for customers to think through because, again, there's going to be some level of disruption. Uh, some of it can be quite positive if you're confident of the near-term gains. Others may be sort of staggered and delayed throughout a, a longer-term migration process. So we typically look at really focusing on understanding the objectives, the goals, what, what are, you know, sort of must-haves, could-haves, things that the customer wants to avoid. And then we overlay our standard product roadmap with in addition to our services capabilities to outline a more specific customer journey that fits their needs that shows momentum, drives some early wins, but also uh, keeps pushing towards the end state of really uh, looking at more of a, a longer three to five year roadmap of where they want to go and ensuring that they're on the right sort of platform that will that will ultimately deliver where they want to go in that time period and, and beyond. 
Great advice. Well, thank you, Tim, for coming on our show today. You gave some great insights and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you.